Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campus comic book club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer the question, what am I reading this week? For the free video version of the podcast, don't forget to head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. This week I'm reading Usagi Yojimbo number one from IDW, published in 2019. This is the series where I review a comic book new or old from my collection and rate it on the scale of one to five for the factors of the cover art, the interior art, the plot, and the enjoyability of the book. Let's check out this week's comic. So I picked up Usagi Yojimbo number one, um, published by IDW recently. I've always had a soft spot for this character, for this comic book, Usagi Yojimbo, who's been around since 1984, uh, created by Stan Sakai way back in issue number two of Albedo Anthropomorphics. And Usagi has had a comic book in a variety of publishers through all of these decades. He's been first at Thoughts and Images, Fantagraphics, Mirage, Dark Horse, and now IDW, starting with a new number one. But it's actually legacy number 239. So there have been 239 issues of Usagi Ujimbo over the decades. Here we start with a new number one. I actually had Stan Sakai sign my copy of Usagi Ujimbo number 100 at San Diego Comic-Con a few years ago. Very nice guy, very cool guy. I'm glad that his comic is still around. Still one of the uh, few independent comic creations that still exist. So the cover features a grimly determined Usagi Yojimbo himself. That's Japanese for rabbit bodyguard. He's in this, you know, pardon my lack of knowledge, samurai outfit. I know that there's nuances about being a ronin versus a samurai Yojimbo, etc. But I think the cover looks very powerful. He's standing there with his various sword katana. And there's another uh, type of sword that uh, a samurai usually wears. The cherry blossoms fall, giving the whole cover these wonderful pink tones. Now, is this blood that he's standing on or just a stylized shadow? If it's blood, then this is a pretty badass cover. If not, it's still very enjoyable. I'm going to give this a 4 out of 5. I've uh, seen the evolution of Usagi's art throughout the decades. I sort of like the earlier, more cuter, cartoonier style. This is still cute and cartoony compared to the superhero comics. But seeing the evolution of the art, I kind of like the older art a little bit better. It is more refined nowadays, but still very good. So I'll give the cover a 4 out of 5. Interior art. Okay, well, everything is done by Stan Sakai, writing artist letterer, except for colors, which is Tom Luth. And that's something interesting nowadays. Usagi Yojimbo has always been basically a black and white comic. It's dabbled in color throughout the years, but now it's, I guess, uh, uh, Color from Now On by Tom Luth, longtime collaborator of Stan Sakai and Sergio Aragonés. Um, and I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I loved the black and white style from back in the day. I loved the, the line work and that you were able to create a sense of space and depth by just black and white lines in a variety 
of line widths and such. And color, I don't really think it's enhancing the book, unfortunately. I think what's really going to lower my grade for the interior art is the color. It's not necessary. But I don't think the, the cover, the color really helps the book. You, you really got to go back and look at the black and white issues, um, such as the recent Usagi Ojimbo The Hidden uh, miniseries. It was uh, six issues, I believe, five or six issues, all in black and white. Very nice. And even before that, before the Dark Horse uh, comics run ended, it was all in black and white. And I would just see like the variety of line work like a scene like this I, I i i don't know i just don't quite like it as much it, the the color i i don't think there's enough shading to really differentiate some elements like this character here has his gray tones in front of these gray tones i think if that uh character that creature were shaded more if it was darker this element would stand out more and if the background were of a different uh tone as well darker or lighter it would differentiate this tone so they've got background middle ground foreground they kind of don't stand out as much as they could something like this this character is clearly closer to the camera uh, the, these uh, elements this background these bushes are further away but they're all sort of toned the same in 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 lightness so i think this is a three out of five and what's really decreasing it is the color. Without the color, I would have give this a five out of five. The previous Usagi Ojimbo art is just amazing. Uh, this uh, sense of depth and volume to the characters that was created in simple black and white. So three out of five. Hey everyone, we're halfway through the episode, so it's time for a short commercial. Would you like to catch up on older episodes of the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club? Head on over to soundcloud.com slash vmcampos to get the full back catalog. I've been doing this podcast for nearly four years, so there are plenty of comics that I've reviewed. Everything from Marvel, DC, Image, Dark Horse, and more. Check them out at soundcloud.com slash vmcampos. Now back to the show. The plot. Well, this is interesting because, again, this is technically, if we note down here, number 239 in a series. You don't have to have really read 238 issues before getting to this. This is a, this is a number one. But it would have been nice to have some sort of recap for those that haven't been reading things. And I was reading the recent, uh, like I said, the Dark Horse books. But I don't remember this main character here, Sasuke. Um, I don't remember reading his demon hunting exploits from previous issues. You almost get a sense that if you've never read uh, Usagi Yojimbo before, he's the main character because he's the first thing you see. And he's fighting very heroically against this demonic horde in a very bloodless battle, I might add. But I guess if you're trying to be all ages, you're not going to really show squirting blood. Um, even though there is a lot of violence in the book, it's this bloodless violence. Uh, you will pay for killing my children. No more will you prey on people. So there's a lot of proper language that is fun. It does um, feel of the time. Um, I believe this is taking the, taking place in, in Tokugawa era Japan. What is that? The early 1800s. And um, Usagi is a, a wandering samurai. He's, master, he's a masterless samurai, which is a ronin. Uh, his master died early on in the run and he uh, is just wandering. So he doesn't really appear until much later on over here, several uh, pages, that's 12 pages into the book. 
And then uh, he's watching a Boon Rock play, which is basically puppets. And he's enjoying the entertainment. And it's kind of funny, his dry quips and such. Uh, so we get these two storylines of the demon hunter Sasuke coming into town. Usagi is at a play, just hanging out in town. And then the two meet. They've had dealings with each other before. Now, I won't reveal the full plot of the book. Uh, you should really check it out on your own. The series just came out. You're able to jump on board. There is a supernatural element to things. I did enjoy things overall. I'll give it a four out of five. I like where the book is going. I like that this is part one of three. Um, Sakai has been doing sorts of a, a lot of a short one to five part uh, like mini series in his main series. And number one of the IDW run starts off the Boonrock uh, storyline. Uh, so it's a great place to jump on and see where things are going. There's a lot of adventure, action, uh, ancient Japanese culture uh, that you can really get enmeshed in and uh, really kind of immerse yourself more in this genre, the samurai genre. It feels like these classic samurai movies in a comic book. The enjoyability of the book, I enjoyed it a lot. I give it a five out of five. Again, I have a soft spot for this character. Seeing it for over 30 years, me owning the early issues and just seeing the evolution of the character, a huge cast of characters, historical reenactment, historical info that Sakai gives you as the book goes on, definitions of uh, words in Japanese, and just a great sense of this. Uh, of this culture is captured very well, so it's a very enjoyable book. I sort of feel that, you know, the violence should have more stakes in terms of there's a lot of sword play uh, and demonic biting and such, but there's no blood. I understand that if they're trying to do this as an all-ages book, actually, if we look at it, cover by Sakai, uh, there's no marking about the age for this, so um, I would have liked it to be you know, a little bit more TV 14 or whatever with actual blood. That's just me. It would have contrasted really well with the very cute, uh, cartoony aesthetic of the characters, plus this violence. I think that might have been interesting. But Sakai knows, knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for over 30 years, 35 years. So very enjoyable, five out of five. So once again, if you'd like the video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. You'll get it for free. If you contribute at the $1 range at my Patreon, you'll get access to exclusive content. If you go to the $2 range, I will actually mail you a curated comic book from my collection. This week I read Usagi Yojimbo number one from IDW, published in 2019. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.